0: Uh, But we're especially blessed today to have uh, what's become a great friend of our church, Brother Doug Morgan. And can you imagine just a couple months ago, we didn't even know this guy. Amen. But the Lord has used him powerfully to bring about transformation in people's lives. And this is going to happen today. I want you to open up your spirit and your heart. To hear what God would say to you and let the Spirit of the Lord begin to move on you today so that you can start this year out on the right foot, that you can make some decisions, and as Brother Soto taught us, manage those decisions. Some of us are good at making decisions, but we don't manage the decisions. Making decisions and going forward. So, Brother Morgan, we're so glad to have you with us here at Life Church today. God bless you and thank you for coming to be with us. Oh, praise the Lord, everybody. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord and give him some praise all over this house? We praise you, today, Jesus. we thank you. We thank you for Lord. We thank you for Lord. Oh, well, I wouldn't be here except it for his mercy and for his grace. And I'm thankful for it today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. For some weird reason, I thought service started at 2 o'clock. What is the world? So I'm thoroughly embarrassed, and I feel like Mark Morgan. <laughs> Walking in late to church. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. It is good to be here. I feel a uh, connection to this church. Um, I feel like this has been a God thing uh, not just for this church uh, to receive preaching and and obviously as an evangelist as a minister I'm supposed to bring something to impart to you and I believe I want to do that and I'm going to do that but I believe also that you are connected to certain places that really really help you and I I appreciate that I I believe that this church is one of those churches that um, is just going to become one of my favorite places to be And uh, I appreciate just everything that I feel and uh, see and experience in this place. I'm very, very thankful for this church and its leadership. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart and my family. Uh, One of these days, I'm going to bring my family with me. And um, and I think that's going to be a good thing uh, for them also. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's go to the word of the Lord. Acts, the second chapter. Acts chapter number 2. Now I'm going to jump right into a uh, very familiar passage of scripture. Um, Peter has just preached a phenomenal message to bring the truth of who Jesus Christ really was. And uh, there has been a question that has been asked of them. And they simply asked them, men and brethren, what shall we do? Now you have to understand a little bit of a background about what is going on and we're going to talk about it today. And I think that once you see the background and then you see God's response to everything that was done, it's going to give you hope today. It's going to give you hope and help you understand that God wants to heal you. Is there anybody who needs healing today? You really do. you need some healing today. And let me just say this, I believe there are people that are here that need healing so deep that you've even forgot about all the things that you need healing of. And you've just learned how to just live with it. God wants to bring some of that out and when he brings it out it's going to hurt. It does. But I believe there's going to be hope and there's going to be help that is going to be imparted in this place today. Are you ready? In Jesus' name. Acts 2, verse number 37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received, His word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Hallelujah. I want to preach today just for a few hours. Hallelujah. Everybody awake? All right. Some of you are like, You got to be kidding me. All right. No, I am kidding you. Hallelujah. I want to preach just a little while on this subject. Save yourself. Save yourself. Yourself. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, you can be seated uh, just for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you have to understand a little bit of what was going on. Sorry, I just started jogging yesterday as a new (laughs) year's resolution. And, and, And stepping down is harder than stepping up. You know what I'm saying? It's step oh, I really I probably won't go back up there. So if I have any notes, I'm going to be preaching without them, <laughs> Yeah. And I plan on doing some more jogging today because for some reason uh, yes, go <laughs> oh, For some weird reason, I have packed on the weight in the last couple months. Oh God, have mercy and uh, I'm planning on losing it. There was no amens or no help at all. He was just looking at it like, whatever. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you have to understand a little bit of the background that was going on here. There were, there were several different types of people that were in um, the, the group, in the multitudes around Jerusalem. There were those that were very, very Jewish, And they were so Jewish, they were called Pharisees. And they thought that adding to what God had told them was even better than what God told them. Now, there are still people like that in the world today. They think, well, if God said this, if I make it harder, then I must make it better. No, what He said is good enough. I don't need to make it harder. This is what happened to Eve. This is, I mean, really serious is what happened to Eve. God said, Don't eat of the tree. Okay? He turns around, Adam, and tells his wife, Don't even touch it. (laughs) No trust. I'm gonna make it harder and say, Not only can you not eat of it, you can't touch it. And making it harder didn't help Eve anymore and so there were Pharisees that made it hard I mean they, they counted all their little their seeds if somebody gave them a bag of seeds they would, they would break it down they would pull all of them out and make sure they paid tithe of every last seed I mean they were just really hard nosed people then there were those that were Sadducees and they believed completely totally different things they did not believe in a resurrection they did not believe in the afterlife they did not believe in those things they thought it was just simply just what you did on the earth and just to be good and obey and And then there was the scribes that simply their job in life was to write the word and to write it and write it and write it and write it and when they got through writing it they would start writing it all over again and all they did their whole life was just sit around and write the word of God over and over and over and so all of these different types of beliefs and all of these different types of people got to together and what they come up with is that we're going to kill Jesus this is what uh, deception really does this is what causes people to look at Christianity and to look at the word of God and to look at these things and say you know what I don't want to have anything to do with it but we're going to find out the truth today and the truth is not just going to set you free it's going to make you free the Bible said the truth will make you free it's a process of becoming free it's not just It's the one time experience It's a making And so here they are One says this and one says that And then Jesus comes And he makes fun of all of them I mean, he calls them vipers, and he, and he calls them different things, and, and, and he heals, and he delivers, and he, and he has compassion, and, and he does so much stuff that they're so confused that he is the way he is. That They say, you know what? The best thing to do is, is just get rid of him completely, and then once we get rid of him completely, we can go about doing what we want to do, and so they did that. And then Peter comes and begins to preach and tells them, who this man Jesus really was. And when they hear the truth, the Bible said they are pricked in their heart. They are agitated. Now, uh, we, we, we like to be comfortable at church. We really do. We, 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 we travel around until we find a church we are comfortable with instead of finding out a church where Jesus is comfortable And they are two totally different things I don't want to be comfortable I want to be saved I don't know about you I want to be blessed I want to be saved I want to be right with Jesus I want to be healed I want to be delivered I'm tired of deception. I'm tired of holding my sin. I'm tired of carrying hurt. I'm tired of everything that's going on in my life. I want help. I want to surrender myself. I must be
1: saved.
0: And so these people finally figured out that this Jesus was their Savior. Now, can you imagine the horror that took a hold of them when they began to preach and it began to reveal to them that they had killed their hope? The Bible says that they are so upset, they are so agitated. But inside that agitation, it it, it kicked against everything that they believed. It totally flew in the face of everything that they had said. Don't you hate it that when you think you're right and you tell everybody about it and then you find out you're wrong? <laughs> you just like, <sighs> I, I, this man was in our church, all right? He was a little sawed off guy, about this tall, I'm sorry. I offended all the sawed off people right there. They were like, I'm not listening to another word he says. <laughs> uh, he was about this tall, and, um, and he was really wide. He wasn't fat, he was just wide and, uh, and, and short and wide. And, <laughs> he, and he always wore suspenders, big, thick suspenders. And we really kind of thought he was like a lumberjack. You know, somebody who had maybe had a tree to fell on him, and he just went, poof. Uh, and just and and and, and we we're, we're, well, one night he comes to church and he did not have his suspenders on. And this man was in some pain and some and it was sick. And, and so, my pastor said, Hey, anybody who needs healing, I want you to come up. You need healing. And so, he came up. And, and so, my, my pastor grabbed him by the hands. All right, grabbed he had him raise his hands, and he grabbed him by his hands and he started shaking him and praying for him. And they thought, Oh, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Well, this guy started shaking, and all of a sudden, we noticed. That his pants, <laughs> oh God, they started going, ring, ring, wrong, 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 wrong. And, and, and just about in the middle of this, he realizes that you know all the different calisthenics that he was trying to do wouldn't keep him up. You know what I'm saying? You know how you try to keep your pants from falling down? Uh, he was doing all that. Well, Brother McLean thought he was trying to get out from praying. He was like, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to keep on praying because God's going to touch you. And all of a sudden, his pants go rump, 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 all the way down to the floor. He has his hands up. He can't pull them down because our pastors got them raised up in the air holding on to him. And he was standing there in his boxers getting healed. And, and then Brother McLean kind of opened his eyes and stopped praying for him and then realized, oh Lord Jesus. And the man bent over to get I wouldn't have been over. I would have just fell out like God had knocked me half clean out of my mind and act like I never knew what was. But he bent over, pulled his pants up, and he turned around, and he was so red. And he walked back there to his seat, and everybody was laughing and snorting and laughing. And it was, I don't know about you, but I'm telling you what I would have done. I would have changed churches right then and right there. I wouldn't even have stopped at my pew. I would have just kept on and just said they could keep my little Bible or whatever. I'll buy another one. They could keep my little note carrier. They could even keep my little life church bulletin. You can keep it. I, I'm out of here. There's another church I can go to who hasn't seen the best side of me. Oh, in Jesus' name. And I would have walked out. Hey, this is how they must have felt. that They, they felt so embarrassed that the whole time that they were making all kinds of disciples they were living their life they were preaching from the street corner they were believing this and then all of a sudden right in the middle of the service they realized i am lost i want to tell you today that there is only one god and his name is jesus And the only way that you're ever going to see him is that you've got to repent of your sin and you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off. It's the gospel. The problem is, is that we begin to think about what we have lived all of our life. And our belief system all of our life. And the things that we have done all of our life. And we think, oh, what am I going to tell my grandkids? I told them that I believe this, and 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 told. How, what am I going to tell my friends when I go back to work? And they say, "Hey, let's go, y'all." You know, I, I I can't. I don't do that anymore. When man, last week, yeah, that was last week. But this week, there's been a bit of difference. I I'd only just I didn't just turn over a new leaf. I didn't just make a New Year's resolution I didn't just have behavior modification I repented and I was baptized in Jesus name all of my sin and all my faults and all my failures had been washed in the precious blood of Jesus Christ I was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in a heavenly language and God came and got inside of me and I saved myself I don't care what anybody thinks I don't care what my mother and dad say I don't care what my daughter says I don't care what my son says I don't care what my best friend is going to do now I've got to be saved and if anybody's going to save me I've got to save myself I've got to save myself Uh, my mother-in-law and father-in-law were raised in the 60's they were, they were, they were hippies in the 60's and uh, I remember uh, my mother-in-law telling me a story where a man from a certain church in, a, uh, in a, uh, California uh, uh, Fresno <laughs> I was going to say the valley and it couldn't come out so I just said Fresno which is where it is <laughs> why didn't I say that in the first place I don't know I can't read my notes because I can't go up. So, <laughs> and she said they knocked on the door, and her sister answered the door. And her sister and her mom, to this day, are weird really weird and, and very hippie, very sinful. Very um, uh, scornful and, and and just laugh at, at different things and and they, so this man knocked on the door and said we'd like to teach you a Bible study we're going around trying to find Bible studies that people want to know more about Jesus and and the two laughed at him they laughed and said man we don't want that in here and they closed the door and all of a sudden my mother in law said for some reason I just said I do I do and she, he said okay he said you you want a Bible study and uh, you. Know, Mom and sister looked at her like, man, you're crazy. Like, I, I want I a Bible study. And she got a Bible study. And she prayed through and got baptized in Jesus' name. And hallelujah. And she met my father-in-law who had done the same thing. The very first time he came to church, he came in flip-flop shorts and a tank top, uh, strung out. And he came and he got the Holy Ghost. And now he's pastored a church for 30 years and now is retired. And I married their beautiful daughter. But there would no be no marriage. There would be no beautiful grandkids. There would be no beautiful marriage of me and my wife if there hadn't have been somebody who said, my mama may not want to. My sister may not want to. My best friends may never do this. But I've got to save myself. I can't be lost for anybody. My husband may not make the decision. My wife may think I'm crazy. But I've got to be saved. you got to save yourself. You have to save yourself. I've made this statement a little bit, and I know that people get kind of upset and look at me kind of weird, but understand what I'm saying. Jesus has never really saved anybody. Or, Paul, or Peter would have never said, save yourself. Now, you can't do it your own way. You have to do it through Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ is never going to come and get your arm and twist it behind your back and say, I'm going to save you. No you got to make up in your mind I'm going to respond to the preaching I'm going to be baptized I'm going to be filled with the Holy Ghost I'm going to repent of my sin today I'm going to live for God with everything in me I may fall tomorrow I may not know what to do But I'm going to make a choice today Today is going to be the rest of my life Starts today And I'm going to save myself You have to save Yourself You have to make up your mind I'm going to be saved Because I'm going to tell you this It's not always Going to be everybody Around you that's going to be saved Here recently I've had the the worst Some of the worst news in my life Is that my eldest daughter Has decided to backslide And move out at 17 And go live In another state, which is California, I live in Nevada. And come live with somebody else that doesn't go to church. And it is killing me. But I want to tell you this today. I have made up my mind. I'm going to be saved. You know what I've wrestled with this last couple months? I've wrestled with, do I want to continue this? Because if I continue this, I'm only going to get farther and farther and farther away from her. And I want to tell you today, that's real. And there are some of you that are wrestling with this decision in your life. That if I totally give myself to Jesus today, I'm going to lose some things that are very precious to me. But I want to tell you today, This is not a decision that you can make once everybody gets on board. It's not going to be easy it's going to take you making up your mind I promise you today that there are going to be some people in this building that are going to make up their mind I'm walking to that altar and I'm saving myself I'm not going to keep sinning I'm not going to keep living the way I'm living I'm not going to keep on being who I have been and nobody is going to follow you but make up in your mind I've got to save myself If nobody else is saved I'm going to save myself And it may be hard But it will be worth it The only person That you can truly save Is yourself I can preach to you And I can talk to you And I can teach it And I can live it But in one of these days It's going to come down To whether you either going to get in this thing or you're going to get out it's it's just going to be you no know, just hey I like the singing I like this church they, they're friendly hey we're all of that but let me tell you something this is a soul saving station is the reason why we we want you to come we want you to never stop coming but you know what more than just coming here we want you to get up there we want you to be saved we want you to be one with God we want you to have your sins forgiven we want you to be filled with the Holy Ghost and it's up to you to save yourself let's stand all over this house musicians would you come you know what, what it's going to take for somebody to say you know what i gotta save myself i'm telling you it's rough it's rough it's hard to go back to work and tell those people hey i, I I, I'm sorry and they look at you I'm telling you they can make fun they can do all of that I remember in high school I was, I was really the only person really in high school that lived for God I mean the only one that was horrid I got made fun of i seriously the teacher would walk out and they would start in on me about what I believed, and they would ask me, hey, can you talk in tongues for a little bit and tell us what, they kind of keep giving me, well, it's not like that. Well, what do you mean it's not like that? Why? Well, I, I can explain to you Bible study and they laugh and different things, and they, they would they'd say, are you a virgin? And all, all these different, I mean, it was just all these different questions, all the, oh, whatever, and the whole time, and I graduated just getting made fun of all the time. You know why, you know what I did? Made sure, I, this is what I made sure I didn't ever do. I didn't want to ever become cynical and get mad at them. I just laughed with them. I just kept being happy. I just kept laughing with them. And I remember a few years afterwards, I was already preaching and I was out in California, at the early age of 21, 22 years old. I was out here preaching, trying to preach. Oh God, I look at some of my notes that I had back then. Oh God! I mean, I haven't. My notes are not even hardly any better now. But oh God! It, it just... Uh, oh God! It was really rough. But uh, my my mom calls me and says, "Hey, uh, the guy from your school is trying to get a hold of you." Really? Oh, really? Uh, it was it was the jock. It was the it was the it was the quarterback of the. It was the guy. It was the guy. I said well what does he want well he he said he wanted to talk to you that his life's going down the tubes and he's not happy his marriage is not going very well and he said he started thinking about all the people that he knew and you were the only one that was happy and who believed he said so he came by and knocked on the door I'm telling you this it's not always going to be easy but make up your mind today I'm going to save myself let me tell you something young people save yourself there may be friends that are doing things that nobody else knows but you and them and and you're worried look save yourself your mom may be having some second choices and Guesses and wondering and save yourself. I can't tell you that everything's always going to be easy, but I can tell you this that one of these days, when the trumpet sounds and you're called into heaven with Him, and you begin to walk down those gates or you walk through those gates of pearl and you walk down those solid gold streets, you're going to think it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it It's worth to be saved It's worth to be right with God But you're going to have to save Yourself I can't save you Pastor can't save you Your husband can't save you Your daughter can't save you You're in charge Of your own life And you have to change Yourself You have to say, God, today I'm repenting. Today I'm going to be baptized in Jesus' name. Today I'm going to reach for the Holy Ghost. And today, before I leave this house, I'm going to save myself. I am going to do that today in Jesus' name. All over this house, just for a minute. I just want you to lift your hands if you will with me. And I want you just to begin to tell it, God, I'm making a decision for you today. I'm coming to you today. I'm gonna make a decision today that's gonna be the best decision I've made in all of my life. I'm gonna change today. I don't care what anybody else around me, I don't care what my family is doing. I'm not, I don't care about anything else. All I'm wondering about right now is God. God, I'm going to save myself today in Jesus' name I'm going to make that commitment God I'm going to need you I'm going to need your help I've got to have you today in Jesus' name in Jesus' name in Jesus' name in Jesus' name this is what I want you to do if you're here today and you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost and you have never really given your complete life to God and received the Holy Ghost. This is what I want you to do. I want you just to simply get out from where you are and walk down to this front. I promise you today that no one will allow you to come alone. As soon as you get out and you start walking, there's going to be somebody that's going to meet you and come and pray with you. I promise you that. You're not going to look like, oh, I'm the only one. No. I promise you somebody is going to come with you. If you're here today and you want to be full of the Holy Ghost before you leave this house and you need God in your life, I want you to step out from where you are and I want you to walk down to the front. And I want you to stand. Is there anybody here that says, I want the Holy Ghost today? I don't have it, and I want it today. Thank you, sir. That's the first step. Anybody else? Come on. Don't let him come alone. Come on, somebody. Come on. Don't let him come alone, somebody. Somebody in this house that says, I've got to be saved today. I, I, there's sin in my life. I don't really I don't really have a real relationship with God, but I want one before I leave this house. Is there anybody here today that needs healing? Is there anybody in this? house that says you know what I've got to have some spiritual healing in my life I'm not where I need to be and I've got to be saved today I've got to be saved today I want you to come come on all over this house come on all over this house church why don't you find someone to pray with today we're going to ask God to fill us with the Holy Ghost we're going to pray today and ask God God I've got to save myself I may not be where I need to be but before I I leave this house. There's gonna be a newness of life in me. There's gonna be a change in my life. God's gonna heal me. God's gonna save me. God's gonna deliver me. Come on, all over this house. Let's begin to pray. Above all else,
1: I must be saved. Come on, somebody.
0: This day pass you by. I must. Don't let this day pass you by. Reach for him. God, I've gotta have you. God, I gotta have you. Whatever you have. God, I gotta be saved today. You've gotta to change me. You've gotta reveal yourself to me. I've got to be saved. I cannot be lost. I've gotta have you today. I've gotta to be saved. I've gotta be right. I've got to be what
1: God wants me to be. I must be saved for above all else. I must be
0: saved. Come on, somebody. Give everything that you have to God. To have a God, I must be saved. out to the Holy Ghost reach out to Jesus right now reach out to Jesus right now God i got to have you
1: I can't make it another moment I can't make it another day